Hi there, this is Jim the Keys Bartender coming to you from Key Largo. If you're not familiar with the Keys Bartender podcast, it's a show about bartending, Keys life and life in general. It is episode 684. We're talking uh, about, well, the weather's kind of has been kind of cool down here. I'm not going to spend a lot of time with that. But with that, with the change of the weather, I just don't know. We're talking about the middle of January and just last week. You ever get hit with one of those bouts of unexplained, unexplained depression? And I had that. And a lot of times it happens to me when I'm changing my routine. When I'm not doing the things I'm used to doing. Like I'm used to going to a gym three, four days a week. And I was just showing up at the gym to do my obligation, which is, an, you know, I'm, I work there, my spin classes. And I didn't do the regular workout I usually do. And part, the working out thing has become part of my routine. It helps me, I think it helps me relieve my stress and things like that. And also, I didn't get out a lot. So, uh, for me, when I get a little off my game and I start, uh, I mean, I go into work and and do that stuff there, but I need to really g- be cognizant of what I'm doing for myself, making sure I get enough sleep. And I you know last week I didn't get plenty of sleep. And uh, it kind of builds up on itself. You start feeling uh, off kilter. And I did that. I was in a bit of a funk for about seven, eight hours. I know it's only seven, eight hours, which isn't much of a depression, but it was really kind of deep and dark. I'd never seen it like that prior to maybe almost 20 years ago when I was seeking help. And I always bring this to the attention of the listeners, not to say, hey, look at me, I'm depressed I'm, and now I'm, I'm not. It's that people, people go through these things and they just have to know that it's okay to ask for help it's okay to recognize it. It's okay to uh, do something about it. Now, for me, I try to stay away because of my addiction issues. I try to stay away f- from medications. Now, I could do perhaps some of the more homeopathic uh, cures or solutions or remedies, which would be like eating right, getting vitamins, maybe some of the more natural items, but I try to stay away from really uh, chemically produced solutions. Not that there there's anything wrong with it, and for the vast majority of people, it certainly is a, a great way to change your outlook. And so if you are feeling those things, and obviously if you're feeling those things, sometimes you don't feel like listening to a podcast when you do it, but you gotta, you gotta remember that you got to be in touch with your state of mind because you can get in some dark places and and you make the wrong decision and life just seems to drag when it's like that. So I I have uh, what I did on Thursday. What is I called a, a friend? I spoke to a, a, my my father. I worked the program that I work because I'm also a recovering alcoholic and uh, made sure to eat a little, take a little. Uh, rest and then when I got into work it started lifting 
So, we, yeah, even down here in paradise, you can get that. And there I'd like to move on. Uh, and eventually I wanted to talk about a drink, too. Being able to talk to you about making frozen drinks. And frozen drink, drinks in general, not one in particular. So that's very, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about the fundamentals of making a fro frozen drink. And I'll talk to it after I... I speak about this segment and that's when people come into the restaurant and they go hey listen i i guess from their perspective people see someone living down here working down here and they think that we enjoy where we live as much as they do and they just came out of like sub freezing temperatures from goddamn um it, it you know just winter frostbite kind of blizzard snow drift ice covering your windshield and they come down here and it's 75 degrees and sunny and they think well how can anybody not be always happy always happy because that's how they feel at that moment and you say well listen you go to a place for a while if you live in paradise for a while you will figure out a way to not be happy that's the state of being sometimes. Now, not everyone. There's people that wake walk around all the time. They're happy. Uh, that used to be my nickname when I was in college. I was called happy because I was trying to always trying to make, maintain being upbeat and things like that. And people like being around someone that's kind of upbeat. You don't want to be around someone that's dark and dreary and negative. But they seem, I think, when I say they tourists and people that come down to visit have a feeling that there's no reason in this God's green earth, why would you be unhappy when you live down here? And people go through the same things down here with relationships, financial problems. Um, obviously, I mentioned, um, you know, they could have some substance abuse issues. They can have other legal issues. They can have, I mentioned relationships, but there's also children, there's uh, work. Uh, there's there's a myriad of of things that could be bothering someone and being in their mind. And sometimes it takes a moment of when someone's reflecting. If you're looking through the the eye of a tourist at yourself and say, "Wow, you're," I guess they might be right. I should be counting my blessings. When I'm looking outside and seeing how nice it is. Right now it's around 65 degrees, which is really cool down here. But for the rest of the country, that's not necessarily true. Yesterday was a funny thing. Yesterday, in the early morning, it was actually warmer in Anchorage, Alaska than it was in the Florida Keys for a moment in the day. Like whatever their high was and our low was, was they were a little warmer than we were. And people have a tendency to equate good weather with, I guess, being no problem. You know, there's no problem. You got good weather. Well, there's people that live. Some of the, they do these surveys for these countries and to see who the happiest ones are. And some of the happiest countries are some of the coldest, coldest uh, places in the world. Some of the Nordic countries and things like that. And some of the poorest countries also. So happiness and and joy and all that 
is more of a state of mind. It's nice to have that not having natural disasters going on pretty much like they're what's going on in different places in the world, whether they have war, famine, or right now in the West Coast, they have an inundation of rain, which, you know, California is that same mentality. When people go out to California, what do you have to complain about? You're in California. Well, it gets cold, it gets rainy, it gets flooded. There's mudslides, there's uh, brush fires, all this stuff. You know, uh, if you're living on uh, every so often, there's a beach erosion and you have these houses that fall off the sides of the cliff along the you know, Pacific Coast Highway, the PCH. But everyone has their own thing. And that's, it's, it's kind of, you got to put it in perspective. It's, it, it would probably be pretty good to maintain a moderately upbeat attitude all the time, wherever you are. And that's what I said to people. When people ask, how long you been down here? And I'll th- say to them, I've been down here six, going on 16 years. And they say, wow, is it great? And I go, yeah, it has been great. But I can't necessarily say it's been great because of my surroundings and the weather. For me, it has been more of a, a sea change, uh, a broad change in, in the way I behave and the, and, the, and the things I used to do, my behaviors. Obviously, one of the big ones being alcohol, intake of alcohol, because that really took a big, a big chunk of my life, either whether ingesting of it or recovering from the abuse of it. And then there's when I'm in the midst of that, I wasn't able to deal with other things. And I still have a slew of things I need to look after in my life. But with that, I also wanted to move on because we're in the new year talking about relationships. And uh, every so often I'll mention this to people and I say, listen, you have to really, uh, along with that idea, the way you look at your life and you're being fortunate to live in paradise, right? You have to also think about your relationship. And if you have a healthy, good relationship and your main problem with your relationship could be something of ennui, boredom, uh, you know, every day the same thing. Now you can change it up, spice it up and things like that. But people have a tendency, sometimes they call it, the, they used to call it a seven-year itch. Uh, people just get kind of emotionally used to other people's, the, uh, their relationship, the relationship they have with the, the person closest with them. And they, they go and look outwards to something more exciting, something youthful, something that makes them feel alive, uh, a little different, arise some of the passion. And people think, well, what, what really can I do? And I think about it myself, because if I take my loving wife, Abby, as, you know, if I take her for granted, you know, she could end up doing the same for to me. And I have to really think about appreciating those things. And there's a lot of things that have drawbacks in a, a long-term relationship. The big drawbacks in a long-term relationship is that person knows you. They know your secrets. They know your foibles. 
They know the things that make you happy, the things that make you sad. Sometimes they can anticipate what your reaction is going to be. Like the mystery is gone, right? But the mystery of you is gone too. And when people seek out new relationships, a lot of times they're just putting themselves, the blank slate, out to another person who has no idea who you are. Because when we meet people, when we meet people for the, the first time, if you're attracted or you, were, you feel the impetus to really make yourself seem more than you are, and you should never think that you need to be more than you are. All you need to have to be is who you are. But a lot of times when you meet someone in the first time, we're suppressing those parts of ourselves that are all, it's all a part of us. It's the impatience, the, uh, the bad habits that we have, the things that we don't appreciate about ourselves as much. And we don't necessarily know if other people really appreciate them, but they try to hide them. If you, if you're not, if you're one that's not too particular uh, about your clothes, and you're always wearing wrinkled clothes. They may have stains on them and stuff like that. You meet someone new. You may get spiffed up a little more. Your grooming may be a little more on point. Meaning, if you're if you're uh, a gentleman, you may remain clean shaven. Or if you have a facial hair, you're you're clipping it up. You're doing your hair right. You're making sure you're you're bathing regular and smell good. A lot of times you may not you not may not be one of those people that are on top of the, your daily hygiene habits. Maybe it's good to you know a lot of people say you, people in the U.S. are really overly hygiene conscious. A lot a large segment of the U.S. is you know about how we how often we bathe and things like that. But that's more of a modern uh, habit for people. Years ago, they didn't do that. So uh, years and years ago, I'm talking about it. It was like, it wasn't a big deal when you talk about someone says, oh, it's Friday night. It's a bath night. Well, most of the people like 100 years ago, they may have just been doing that, you know, uh, I hate to put it bluntly, a horse bath where you're just, you know, kind of washing the areas that kind of need attention. And I don't need to go into detail because we're old enough to know what we're talking about there. You know, washing the twigs and berries for guys, right? Under the armpits and things like that. But maintaining, maintaining personal hygiene, watching what we're eating, how we speak, our habits of being, uh, let's say you're going on a date, being on time. Maybe you're a frugal person. Maybe you don't like to spend money, but you meet someone. And I'm going to pointedly just stick with uh, romantic relationships in the beginning. We have a tendency to be more extravagant and more free spending with a new romantic interest. And I'm talking from the man's perspective, but I don't necessarily, uh, I can't speak for women, but I do know women are trying their best also when they're, you know, they won't go out with the sweatpants. 
they you know they don't make trips out to the you know they get they get up in the morning when you're when you first meet a woman sometimes they they put on their makeup before they don't spend a lot of time uh, you know unmade up not ready to be seen there's a lot of people like that there was a, a years ago when i was in my early 20s I was out on a date with a woman who was a couple of years older and her friend was, I guess she was in her early 30s. I'm in my early 20s. And her friend, who was also, like I said, in her mid, uh, mid-30s, let's say, was dating a gentleman who was a couple of years older than her, in his mid-40s, let's say. So he's 20 years older than me. And we're all going out to dinner and we're sitting and eating and... I'm, I'm really paying attention to the other couple because I've never really hung up with an, another people on a double date where the guy was like 20-something years older than me. And he got up to use the restroom. And the girl started talking about, hey, did the guy tell you? Did he, did he take his toupee off yet? And she goes, no, I've been dating the guy for a month. He never said anything about it. Well, they knew. The woman that was dating the gentleman knew that he was bald and he was wearing a toupee and he had experienced hair loss. Well, they, it was no secret to them, but they were talking about it. But he never let him know or never said anything about it. So it's just one of those things that, you know, it's a big thing. Eventually you're going to have to know. And eventually those big secrets, those things you hold back, like, you know, you don't do your laundry. You, you sweep everything under your bed. You're bad at cleaning your bathroom. Well, they'll find that out right away. I mean, you couldn't, Tennessee, when someone first comes over your house, you keep the house, you should have it kind of tidy. Or keep it, if you're tidy anyway, then that's a good deal. But Tennessee people have hide those things they're most concerned about, letting the other person know. And, and once they get to know that, when you get stuck in traffic, you may lose your shit a bit. That you get impatient when you're working with technology, like moi. And that sometimes you have a short trigger with that anger. And that you might have, um, you know, may, you know, when you, you scratch yourself, you blow your nose. I mean, God forbid if you're a nose picker. I'm not trying to gross you out. I do apologize. But these, all the, all the secrets, when you're in a long-term relationship, they become revealed. Eventually, they become revealed. If you have gas problems, if you're one of those people that when you're eating uh, uh, certain types of food, let's say you have a, a bad reaction to lactose, you're farting all the time. You know, some people get up and leave and go to the bathroom and stuff like that. And then eventually, the person starts feeling free enough to just let it go in front of them you know, blast away. There are little secrets and that's where the mystery leaves. And when the mystery leaves, sometimes people think, wow, I know almost all of everything about that person. And wow, this other guy doesn't seem to do that stuff. Well, that other guy, you haven't spent any time with him yet. You don't know he's, and he may do th other things that are worse. He could be like the, guy from sleeping with the enemy that's making sure that the the towels i like to have my towels even 
You know, oh, there's a little water on the edge of the sink. All these things, these all these mysteries come about. Eventually, you will know the secrets of that person, and no one's perfect. And that's the one thing. And if you fell in love with someone, and you still feel that love, and not not don't let their habits throw that off. There is a reason why you fell in love with somebody. You will find you will find those in other people. Those habits and habits like that, or habits that are different. And that's a nuance of relationship that it takes over time. And then you're going to go, yeah, you may say, well, I'm addicted to the beginning of relationships. Well, then, if you're addicted to the beginning of relationships, then you're going to be doomed to repeat that over and over again. People that get married five times, people believe in marriage. Well, I like the marriage part. I like being a newlywed. So, you know, I've known several people down here that have been married four or five times, sometimes twice to the same person because then they sometimes when you've been through a decent number of relationships you start realizing hey there's a lot of relationships out there that aren't for you and this other one in the past that I harped over that my partner's hygiene the way they spent money their viewing habits they weren't so bad and they worked with me. I loved the person. I just let those things get between me and the relationship. I tell you, do one thing. Strip that away. Remember, those habits that make you think that you're not in love and there's no romance. Those habits are present in the other person or habits different. So you can, you can just say, hey, listen, I know I'm in love with this person. I don't know what this other person is. And we have a history with this person. And then I know they're loyal. And you know they love me. And I know I care about them and things like that. That's the things that give you death. I'm going to finish with that frozen drink now. Now, when you're making a frozen drink, you got to remember this. You're blending in the ice. So everything is going to... When you put ice in a drink, let's say a gin and tonic, the ice is not the gin and tonic. The gin and tonic is... Gin and tonic. Eventually, if you let the ice sit in there long enough, it will begin gin, tonic, and lots of water. Same thing goes with a frozen drink, but you're blending it all together. So that water is present in the form of ice, so it's a little weaker. So what you need to do, people have a tendency to put more liquor in. Don't put any more liquor in. Stick with the same amount of liquor because your body can only handle a certain amount. An ounce and a half, two ounces, depending on the size of the glass. You got to put a little more mixer in it or the stronger part of the mixer. If you're making a margarita, you may want to put straight lime juice and agave, and agave nectar because it's thicker, stronger tasting, and it blends in with the ice. You want to make a stronger tasting mix in that because it gets weakened when you blend it up, when you're grinding up that ice and you you, you want to make it, you, and you get the feel for it. I know that I can do this. I'm going to be talking about this on my video show. But the thing about blending a drink, you got to make sure your ice, you have slightly more ice than you have liquid. And you'll see it in that clear blender. You want to have like one third more ice than that because that'll reduce down once you, Blend that ice up. 
Same thing goes when you're making a daiquiri. That's um, people always when they come in there. If someone, I know uh, there's a tell for people when they come and ask for these frozen drinks. The tell for me is this person doesn't drink a lot. Because if you drank a lot, you would not get shit-faced on frozen drinks. That's just, you know you're going to get a headache anyway when you're drinking too much. Why would you want to add an ice cream headache to it? That's pretty fucked up, right? You just got to, that's a tell for me. And when you come in, I try to suggest, you know, you don't want to sabotage yourself as a bartender by making a crappy drink. You want to say, listen, I know that's a good drink. You may like it like that. You might like You might like this drink. You know, I see people ordering frozen drinks all the time. And it's great on a hot day, having a frozen drink. I mean, even even without alcohol, you can make it even tasty. So just remember, you want to use a stronger mixer in it and have one-third more ice in there. And it's that simple when you're blending it. And then it should come out smooth. When you do it, you got to use a proper blender for it because you're trying to do one of them on an underpowered blender. You're going to end up with chunky ice and things like that. And it's just a big mess. If you ever seen the movie uh, Kill Bill, uh, Michael Madsen makes a sloppy frozen margarita. And actually, it doesn't look, it does not look too appetizing the way he does it. It takes a big chunk of ice and throws it in there. Well, that'll be it for our show today. I'm recording a little differently. Today I'm doing my audio first and then I'm going to just try to do my audio and uh, video on a separate thing. So I just don't, I think my presentation is a little different, but I'd like to thank you for listening and uh, please give us uh, a follow if you'd like to check out the show. We also have the video episodes on YouTube under Keys Bartender. Thank you very much and have a great day. Bye.